Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy, nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me... Sorry, I thought I was about to sneeze. With me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Thank you for not sneezing my name all over the microphone, Trevor. And with me, as always, is... Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. Thanks for listening to episode 115 of BitStorm. 115. Uh, I think we're just going to jump right into some click pitch... Shall we? Click pitch. Click pitch, which is a game where we each have a word of, a word and rand generator in front of us. And on the count of, I'm not even going to go back. And on the count of three, two, one, click. <laughs> we click refresh, get a new word, and uh, slot those words together like an amazingly difficult two-piece puzzle and uh, make a, a game picture in your mind. And then we take it apart, throw it in the in the puzzle grinder, and do a new one. So, <laughs> Grind, baby. Grind those, that puzzle down for my puzzle bread. <laughs> Good. Fish one click. Interrogation. Maker. An interrogation maker. I, I'm, I'm seeing this as like an L.A. Noir style um, interrogation sort of game with um, some like- I'm trying to, trying to think exactly what it would be. It's like vignettes that sort of go down into- Like you play the- um, the outcome of, of the questions. Now. Oh, okay. I see. So, that it's more of like a narrative um, framing device? And a narrative framing device. Mm-hmm. Now, rather than it being an interrogation maker, you're interrogating the maker. The maker. Not just a yes. maker. The maker. Like God. The maker. Well, this guy is thinks himself as God and, you know, some of the questions are posed as that. But I'm thinking that maybe it's just a serial killer who who just called himself the maker, and that's like the twist. Right, a serial killer. Okay, I mean he's got to be in, in your in your interrogation room for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just trying to figure out the best way to because I had ideas around like that it is somehow the maker of the universe. Maybe this is a situation where there's like a matrix kind of thing, and the people inside of have captured the person who made it. I don't know. But sure, we can just go with the guy who kills people. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm liking the idea of being able to ask these questions and it sort of goes to almost like early on, you can maybe go to like stories from the Bible and stuff like that. So, you, you play out like something that happens Wait. in like the Garden of Eden or Wait, something that happens in Genesis. And then as, then- as it goes on- Okay. Um, well, th- I'm thinking this guy could be a little bit- little bit crazy and so he he's so you okay so you're not just playing out things that have actually happened in the past you're playing out like his weird stories his delusions and things yeah okay interesting are we trying to mislead the player into thinking this is god i think so i think that's why it'd be perfect to have some recognizable things at the start okay and then you know the first third is like going through some some Bible, I do, yeah, I that do. then go like totally sideways <laughs> with um, like I'm I'm thinking. It, do you remember when um Assassin's Creed Three came out? Mm. The very start of that, you play through like the first tiny little bit. I mean, it's it's about an hour and a half worth of gameplay. Yeah, but um, you play through it and you get to the end and you find out that you're actually instead of playing like an assassin, you're, you're playing, playing someone Templar. from the other um whatever the Bad guys. The Templars, yeah. The Templars. Um, I like that idea of, you know, it seems kind of normal as, as, you know, this guy, this guy who's just interrogating the maker, um, you know, it's almost as if he's been given the chance to, um, to ask God all these questions. (laughs) All right. I didn't find out that there's like some other stuff going on, like serial killer. I quite like the idea of, Making it legitimately, legitimately seem to the player and, and to, I think, your character who is doing the interrogation. Like, obviously, they're skeptical to begin with, but certain things that they say, um, like they know things. He knows things he shouldn't know. And this sort of thing makes both the player and the character start thinking, Oh, fuck. Maybe this is God who's like manifested himself down here on earth. Um, but then of course it's, 
yeah, like about a third or halfway into the game, it kind of all starts to unravel as you realize, no, he's just a fucking creepy serial killer. And the reason he knows this stuff is because he's like been stalking people and he has a photographic memory or something. And, you know, and he's a psychopath. Uh, yeah. And basically, if he, he's got one of these sort of memories that if he, he, he knows where he was at all times, all times that, you know, he's, um, he's sort of had access to, like, um, you know, and anything that he reads, he just remembers. He's got one of those mimetic memories or whatever it is. Mimetic, I think. Yeah. Mimetic. Um, what's her name? A pneumatic, um, a pneumatic memory. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to think of maybe what a, her name was. A nomadic that, that memory. It. it just like wanders. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we get the idea. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, I like that. So, and then, so the gameplay loop you're thinking is we cut back to this room um, and it's sort of dialogue based or is it a bit dialogue more- based and you, you get to sort of ask questions and maybe um, a bit of, uh, um, heavy rain esque kind of, cause you can like hit X to get angry and he slams his fist on the table and, you know, yells at him versus, you know, hit circle. Why am I going PlayStation? Oh, I guess those, those are all on PlayStation. Uh, hit yep. circle to, you know, play the good cop and, 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 uh, get him a beer or something. Yeah, and then when it when it sort of, I, I kind of like the idea of you know the guy sort of knowing, uh, the guy who's you know doing the interrogating knows that like when when he starts talking about something, it's like this story's going to go on for quite a while. Yeah, I think that's so it. Like, oh, once- no, 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 don't start the story. Oh, oh okay, you're going to play with it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I think once he gets talking, once the the prisoner gets talking, then it kind of yeah cuts. It goes to a a scene where do you play. Yeah. The serial killer then, or are you just kind of is it different characters each time, and you're just sort of playing out a um, some yeah, backstory. I think different characters each time. You've got um, like I'm I'm always liking the idea that you're sort of playing the the god character as such in in these sort of things. Yeah, well, I like the idea that you've even got godlike powers in these things because this is his story. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're like smiting people and stuff, looking down from the clouds. Yeah, and you know you get to you uh, get to play then, with yeah. Then you just find out actually he just knows this guy called Adam, uh, and doesn't really <laughs> like him, <laughs> and that just kicked. He's off. got this roommate called Steve. That just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, you've totally derailed me. So three, two, one, click. <laughs> I want. I not that I had a particular uh, direction I was going in there, but uh, three, two, one, click. Aircraft. Peon. Now, Peon immediately makes me think of Warcraft. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, there are a few ways we could go with aircraft in some sort of Warcraft. Oh, well, oh there's even that. I didn't even think of that. What? Maybe it's like- Is that why you were laughing? No, I was actually- I was laughing because I just started thinking of, of like, this whole story of, like, a- um, kind of like the, you know, Connecticut Yankee in, in King Arthur's court, like a, either, either a peon from Warcraft or an airplane from, from our world ends up in the other, uh-huh, the other world. Uh-huh. And it's just imagining the hijinks that would go on. <laughs> it's kind of like, I started thinking, okay, it's lost. Um, <laughs> as in the TV series yes. lost, but set in Warcraft. <laughs> All right, that is pretty good. My, I, I just had the realization that, of course, like aircraft and Warcraft share a similar word. So, like, is there something somewhere we can go for what a game called aircraft would be in that context? <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of instead of Warcraft or Starcraft, it's aircraft. Is it just like a, a huge RTS with only air units or something? But now it's actually almost take me to a to a thing of what would a lost RTS look like. Sort of like a, a um, okay, you know, a, a top down. You've you've just had the plane crash. So like a survival sort of- slash RTS game sort of thing, almost. Yeah. So a top down sort of thing where you're you're like, I'm thinking kind of like Warcraft three, where you mm. had like your heroes mm-hmm. um, that could go out and like explore, um, and then you had like other other people that you get to do some menial tasks. And I wonder if. Um- rather than a, a sort of strict RTS game, that it was a bit more, um, like, it's still 
real time. It's still like managing these units by telling it to move around and stuff, but you're not necessarily like creating a barracks to create, you know, 17 of the same unit or whatever. It's, they are no, all these. You can't. Just- you've, you've got, you've got a limited number of people. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. you know, um, it's survivors. Yeah. So I think it's less RTS in that, like, you end up building an army and, co- and going and, and sending them out for combat and more of almost like a, a, a resource management or a bit like, uh, like those tactical games, right? Like a, a real time, um, like Silent Storm or maybe something like Jagged Alliance back in the day. Yeah. But it's more around survival than combat. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picturing, you know, um, you can't go too far away from the, from the camp at first. Um, because, you know, you've, you've got the, I'm really liking this lost direction. Well, uh, I think I'm just I'm picturing I do all, like, the, all these things of taking uh, taking Jack, you know, and, and I do like going um, the lost direction, doctory things. And my my concern with going the strict lost direction is that then you've got these particular things you absolutely have to touch if you're sort of following the story. So what we either need to do is like say, you no, know, this is set in an alternate universe and it could go in whatever direction, or mm-hmm. It's still lost. It's the lost universe, but like it's happened to another plane. <laughs> I mean, which doesn't make a ton of sense necessarily, but like, or maybe at the same time, maybe it's like a parallel story that we never heard where another group mm-hmm. is like another group of survivors has landed on a fucking Dharma initiative, whatever. I don't remember lost that much, like, and, the, and what it ended up all being about. But um, just, just so you've got that freedom then of- you don't necessarily know that, like, oh, well, the, the the whole risk of the others is actually just, like, the other the rest of the people from the plane or whatever it was or the, the Dharma people. Um, no, the, yeah, whatever it was. Uh, or, like, there's definitely going to be a hatch that you find and there's, you know, the numbers and the smoke monster and whatever. Like, it could be different things then. I do like the idea of having some, some recurring characters, but, like, things are just not quite what they seem. Well, and again, the there were so thing. many of the, like- weird communications between people and stuff. Like, you could bring that into it. If you did say this was happen- happening simultaneously simultaneously or something, then, yeah, like, fucking when, I don't know, someone died in the in the canon story on the other island, they actually show up here or something. You know, whatever. <laughs> you come up with some reason for fucking, I don't know, son or someone. Did son die? No, she survived, didn't she? I don't remember. Uh, well- I, 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 I could say what happens at the end, and if you haven't seen it, then- I have seen you know, it all. Listen, Are you talking li- to our listeners, do, though? Stop, list- stop listening for a second. Um, when you get to the end of the story, at some stage throughout the story, by the end of the end of the series, everyone has died. Right, that's right. Yeah, okay. Because the final series is talking about how when people died, they went to this- um, they went to this like limbo that was again the island, but it was like it was just because this was a a big point in their life. Don't go on to don't say to me that it's any of this bullshit about they died at the very start of the crash. It's like no, they didn't. I don't, the um, I don't know. The real pe- the um, it was the writers have actually come out and said that. It, yeah, but the writers actually came out and said that they everyone survived the crash. Who survived the crash? They died at some point during the story or after the story had actually finished, and the final the final scene was them crossing over after after the fact. All but right. yes, what happened happened in real life. Okay, save it for your lost yeah. podcast. <laughs> Believe me, I would love to do one. <laughs> I think there are probably enough of them. I'm I just could assuming. talk for hours about that, and people always get it wrong. Everyone died at the start. No, they fucking didn't. Okay. Um, but anyway, I love Lost so much. The game, love it, love it, love it. So maybe I'm being um, blasphemous by suggesting that it's this alternate island or whatever. No, I actually like the idea of it being an ultimate alternate universe in which some of the same characters live, but right. some some of the same characters, uh, some of the normal characters actually die, and you go, well, hang on, Sawyer didn't die in in the plane crash. He was obviously there in the in the real one. Like, what's yeah. actually going on? And, and we base it purely on which voice actors we can get. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You know, we're not going to get fucking Evangeline Lily because she's, you know, uber star now. But maybe we'll get Hurley. Oh, I reckon you would. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a pretty cool idea. Three, two, one. <laughs> what? Vandal. Bag. <laughs> Are you uncommon? I feel like you're uncommon. Yes, I am. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Uh, I'm not on very common. Yeah. 
Last week uh, you, you complained because I was on average, or two weeks ago you complained because I was on average. Well, I'm complaining again, motherfucker. Uh, no, it's fine. Bag vandal. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you said bag vandal, and then I started thinking. I my mind just went on like this this rather rather large sort of word association thing. Okay. Um. So I sort of I heard bag vandal vandal bag Randall bag Randall flag, <laughs> and I'm like I got I got to the so now we're doing a Stephen King <laughs> again. <laughs> God. I mean, everything, everything follows the beam, you know, everything connects to the tower. Uh, no, I think, have you watched uh, the Netflix series American Vandal? No. It's quite funny. It's a mockumentary in the style of like, the, well, I think because I haven't watched it, but like making a murderer and these sorts of things where it's, you know, it's this, it's this mockumentary where this crime has occurred, and in the first season, it's that someone has drawn a bunch of dicks on all the teachers' cars <laughs> in this high school. And in the second season, it's that there's- uh, I can't remember- I think he- does he call himself the turd burglar or something? Anyway, he he's- <laughs> or this, this mysterious- okay. but they're trying to figure out who this person is who- their first thing was they put laxatives uh, in something in the cafeteria and, like- Everyone in the school shit their pants everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, it's it's quite a good show, but I was thinking- So, where's the Vandal. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking then. So, it's sort of an episodic kind of thing where you're- But you're trying to solve, like, a crime in a high school like this. It's taken really seriously, but it's this sort of satirical style- um, Thing. And I don't know, it's it's either like- Kind of like a, a light-hearted Veronica Mars mystery. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and so, I don't know if you go kind of point and click or um, or a bit more of like, I mean, I guess kind of LA noirish. you're going around and questioning people and, and sort of trying to put together these clues yeah, to I'm, find- I'm Life is strange. Yeah, a little bit um, of that too. And so, where Bag comes into it is, I think, a of the first season- Someone has made a giant testicle, like, scrotum <laughs> and, like, hung it out the front of the school or something. Like, it's, it's this huge prank. Uh, yeah. And you're trying to solve the mystery of, of how they did it because it seems physically impossible based on, like, the time frames and the- Because the- a lot of a lot of particularly the first season was, um, you know, well, we know that this this suspect was here at this time- you know, playing prank calls, but he, uh, you know, he said he was going to his girlfriend. You know, he said, well, he told his friends he was going to go take a shit down the street because he likes to shit in this particular spot. Um, but he was actually going to his girlfriend because, like, he doesn't want to get teased for for liking her and all this sort of stuff. So, I, I love that idea of it all being around this, like, classic fucking high school shit, but taken yep. in this really serious investigative way. Okay. Um, yeah. One thing about that, though. Mm-hmm. I want to put a little wrinkle on it. A little wrinkle, wrinkle on the ball sack? Mm-hmm. A little wrinkle on the ball sack. Um, it's set in either the late 70s or early 80s. Okay. So, there's no cellular phones. No, no cell like phones, that. okay. It's only, like, pay phones and, like, um, and like landlines. Yeah. So, um, the whole idea about, you know, your-, your um, your suspects making crank calls and that sort of stuff. It had to be done from, like, this specific line. Um, yeah, I like that idea. And somehow you managed to, like, get phone records and stuff and you're using that to cross-reference, you know, times yeah. and numbers. I kind of like the idea of at least early 80s because then you can bring in, like, fax machines. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about the school having just got a fax machine. And Right, that plays you know, a key part can- in, the investi- in the investigation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the the idea of bringing in this whole technology of, <laughs> like- oh well, I like the idea that maybe as as the investigation goes on, the yeah, the fax machine kind of becomes, you know, a, a key part of it, and like halfway through the case, the fax machine starts up and just starts printing out tons of testicles, pictures of testicles. <laughs> it's like you're being te- like teased, taunted by this. Uh, 
ball hanger. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that, that means like you know they need access to a fax machine, right? Oh God! <laughs> like that's part. That's a clue. Then <laughs> okay, he's technologically savvy enough to have to have used a fax machine. Yeah, like can we get you know can we find out everyone in the school who has fax machines? But then like the, the huge break in the case is you know there's it turns out the AV room has a separate phone line or something. Uh, with, yep. and, and they were able to, and they, were, they actually just hooked it up via uh, a modem. Like it is some super techie nerd kid, and it's and it's seriously like they hooked it up with one of those old modems where you put the the fucking handset on the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, I, I just I just love the idea of like the way that you you search stuff out is you you ring up uh, you. You plug into your computer at home and dial into like um, a BBS, and then you're you're like searching the BBS for like some information is very yeah. slowly coming down onto the screen and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, I, I like that a lot. And and look, I like the idea of it being in this mockumentary style as well. Still, because uh, again, a big part of and I don't know if we obviously go full out and call this a, an American Vandal game uh, in the same way that the, the series were, but a big part of it is kind of the the banter and the relationship between the two guys who are making the film because, like, they're high school students as well. Uh, yep. And so that could be really interesting that, like, yeah, as you're sitting there waiting for this BBS to freaking download, I don't know, phone records that some mysterious figure is sending you, um, there's like chat going on, you know. There's banter back and forth, or there's like a dialogue tree or something where you're, you're. Uh, so, so who who are you seeing as the main character? Uh, well, look, I think, I think along the lines again of the series, you play another student mm-hmm. uh, who you know for their film class or whatever is making has decided to take on this case uh, as a documentary subject to try to solve it. Um. What could so, be interesting in this case is if the perpetrator is actually actually ends up being your partner, um, and your partner is really the cameraman. Fuck things around. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. What What I like about about this is you can actually have like an unreliable camera, so your your view to the world mm-hmm. is through the camera. Yeah, but you control like the the person on screen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the idea of you know as you go to turn a corner the the camera sort of turn it doesn't, doesn't lag behind you turn and then mm. then gradually catches up sort of thing. So I'm you like- could have some really good moments where something happens to you off camera, uh, but like there's a there's a good narrative reason for that, right? Yeah, and you're having to you're having to like um, do almost like a, a conversation um, sort of dialogue thing and. The camera's like laying on the ground or something like that, and mm. you, all you see is like the, yeah, the feet a lot of, of that found footage stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That's cool. And also, I like the idea of uh, exploring the character of the cameraman by the fact that he like zooms in on that girl's butt or <laughs> like gets distracted by something and starts filming something over there while you're trying to you know hold an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and you've yeah, got like these that relationship that, going that character on, and, and and he just he just pans across and you see a dog like taking a shit on the lawn yeah exactly <laughs> and look given that if we're going to go down the route that that this guy is is the person who did it or it at least could be a red herring yeah maybe 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 yeah i like obviously there's the big twist of oh my god it's the it's your it's your buddy but yeah you either turn it back around and realize, oh, wait, no, they were just, I don't know, they were lying to cover up someone else or, or, or whatever. they just thought that um, well, they- dick and balls were funny. <laughs> that was the only evidence that you had. That was the only evidence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, I guess, I, like, how far down, uh, you know, I was thinking you kind of make this fairly linear, but um, with, with, you know, obviously, whether it's Within reason. informational-based, information-based puzzles um, or you could do it a bit like some of the Sherlock Holmes games and stuff where you've got sort of multiple suspects and you're building cases against each of them. And at any point, maybe, or after a certain, you know, after you've got certain pieces of evidence, you can just accuse someone um, based on what you've got. And and where, what actually happens is at the end of each day, you um, you go to the principal's office. And you have a debrief mm. as to what you learned for the day. Yep, yep. Um, and at that point, you can sort of 
do almost I'm thinking a Laura Bow sort of thing where you could actually say this is who you think you who you think right um, who's your main sub- suspect at the moment yep. and um yeah and and then you can give you reasons as to why you think that and, yeah yeah that'd be cool for sure um I think that if if you actually manage to sort of especially if this was in like an early access sort of thing you could actually see at the end of each day okay these people thought, thought that oh this you do it as like an ongoing reason. thing. <laughs> I mean, even if you just did it in a t- Telltale style episodic, you know, release them once yeah. every month or something or two months, um, where you can, yeah, you can alter things based on on people's um, the majority of responses, yeah, yeah. and and you can think about okay, next time let's not be so so like right out there about yeah this thing because they guessed straight away that it was the cameraman, yeah, and so you change it. <laughs> You'd have to yeah. really have some good plans story planning going on um, to be able to change it on the fly, but uh, definitely as, like, event, event-based event gaming uh, in that, you know, being part of that would be so interesting. Especially if you if you manage to do, like, I've been watching Veronica Mars a bit lately because um, my wife has never actually seen it. Um, and we're over halfway through the third season and just the idea of having, like, maybe a season-long arc. So your season is, say, six episodes, well, you have many, many things that you're doing in each one, but um, you you introduce the um, at the end of the first episode, you introduce the main case, and then you know you get some more clues as you go. And at the end of each each one, it's like, okay, here's who who actually did this week this episode's case, um, and this is the person who I think is actually the the person who's doing doing the um the main one. And you know you can go on that way, right? You get yeah, little yeah, bits yeah. of. Little bits of information as you go, but you're also um you're solving some smaller things as you go. So you're not just doing the doing the larger case. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be cool. I would like to see more of that sort of And I mean obviously obviously it's it's difficult in games and Telltale are really the only ones who have managed to, to pull it off fairly well in, in kind of getting a decent release schedule on some of these things. Um yeah. but uh a bit more of that episodic gaming where yeah, particularly if there is that that level of feedback from the player base, then that can that can affect the the subsequent episodes. That's uh, mm. that's really cool. It is. That's really cool. Um, also, testicles. <laughs> Don't you want to click diaper mixer? <laughs> this uh, maybe for mixer we go as like party where you meet people. But it's for babies. Mm. And this is like a boss baby-esque situation. Um, I okay. feel like there's something more interesting in a mechanical way here than narrative. Um, yes. Babies meeting each other or, ba- or a lot of babies in one space, bumping into each other, knocking things over. I don't know. Okay. So, it's a game that has, like, heavy ragdoll physics. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like, kind of like gang beasts in the way that you know you knock into someone and they just you know splay. Yeah, out just very sort of- physical based movement. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the idea of having to having to sort of like try and keep yourself steady by you know um, almost holding a, a manual meter sort of thing um, up as as you're going. You know, you sort of. Um, well, I think even better, you just have to base it on that your body, like that you see you're leaning in one direction, you have to counteract that compensate so this is a connect game or <laughs> no 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 i did, i was just thinking with the um with the controller but i don't know maybe maybe between the two thumbsticks you've got kind of your main movement direction and then your kind of balance your balance direction mm. so it's all about the fact that your head is too heavy for your body basically <laughs> as a as a baby <laughs> as babies are like you're unsteady on your feet and then, oh, could we make it like an Olympics game? <laughs> <laughs> like in the style of like Caveman Ugg Olympics. Um, oh, God. Where you've just got all these events, but it's all about like having to to balance yourself and, and fight with, with these physical based controls um, of these these babies that can only have only just learned to walk and are somehow now competing in the Bub Olympics. <laughs> the Bub Olympics. Um, I'm pretty sure the Olympic com- Committee have actually got, um, like, 
you know, a kibosh on anything that, that ends in limpics. <laughs> Find the Olympubs. The bub games. Or baby games. Baby fights. Baby. <laughs> baby on baby. Um, so, yeah, what sort of events would we have? Obviously, there's just the sort of, like, hurdles. Hurdles racing. <laughs> um, you know, after you do- we, after you've got to go ju- under the hurdles. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to jump over. They're pretty low. But, like, as you land, there's a real trick to kind of balancing yourself back up so you can keep going without just tumbling. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got- uh, you got the shot put that you, you're throwing like a- um. Uh, like a, a soiled diaper. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's definitely. That makes sense. Get it as far Either away from you as possible. Or hammer throw. Um, well, hammer throw is more of a rattle. Because <laughs> it's got that, like, ring to grab onto. Yeah, I know. If you grab the grip tabs of, of a nappy, then, you know, you can get a lot of, <laughs> lot of oh, momentum. <laughs> of that, if you don't throw it soon enough, or if you do it wrong, like, it bounces off the- It goes it can bounce the off cage. the ground. <laughs> well, it just- It opens, right? Like, if this is a shitty nappy, and it hasn't- Like, the tabs come off after you've kind of wrapped it closed. Because, I mean, it's got to have something in it for it to be even heavy enough. It's got to either be soaked, like, full, God. sagging with urine- or it's got to have a healthy turd in there. A healthy turd. <laughs> yeah, well, don't be too anemic. It's not going to get the the uh, <laughs> centrifugal force going. Um, it's gone downhill so fucking fast. We probably shouldn't have swimming. Because <laughs> drowning babies <laughs> is not a good sign. It's not a good look. Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Any of the equestrian-based- uh- I'm just picturing trampled babies now. Um, Don't do that. No, I, li- I like the idea of it being like um, almost like your decathlon based sort of thing. So you've got like. Okay. So you've got like multiple. The long events. jump. You've got the. See, a long jump could actually be quite, quite hard. A high jump. Um, yeah, for sure. Again, well, just whole vault. general gymnastic kind of stuff would definitely be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking at the Olympic sports. Apparently skateboarding is a new one. That they're bringing into the 2020 Olympics. Um, Weightlifting, definitely. Again, (laughs) (laughs) diaper-based. Two two divers hanging off the end. Yeah, yeah. You you really don't want to get the the balance wrong on that one because it's like the (laughs) diaper's going to start coming down towards you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Probably shouldn't give them a gun, so none of the shooting events. (laughs) (laughs) Although, baby archery. Archery. <laughs> I could see archery working. Yeah. So, yeah, just in general, babies doing sports and having to kind of keep their heads off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get to the end, then you get to go to the mixer and see all the um, all the other babies that you were going up against. Um, yeah. Well, no, I think just if you lose, you go to the mixer and it's a fight to the death. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Click. Affirmation. Profiteer. Oh, I feel like if we go narrative, my mm-hmm. my first thought was one of these fucking like self help gurus, right? Profiteering yep. on feel good, useless affirmations. Where they, mm-hmm. you know, they've written a book uh, that's like feeling good, the feel good way, or something ridiculous. And his name's yep. Frank Feelgood because he changed it legally. <laughs> um. <laughs> Now, gameplay wise, I mean, again, like like I said, I think that would just have to be really the narrative, the narrative setting for it. Um, okay, so when you said profiteer, mm-hmm. I started thinking, I wonder if the profiteer could be like the arch enemy of the rocketeer. <laughs> So I started thinking, is there a way that I can bring the Rocketeer into this? And you play the Rocketeer okay. going up against like this self help guru. Okay. Okay. Now the um, Rocketeer is very uh it's very much a period piece, isn't it? Um, from like World War Two or something. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking, what if it was like the Rocketeer's this, son? Yeah, this is like son of the Rocketeer. Or daughter of the Rocketeer. Or daughter. Yeah. 
indeterminate um, gender. Well, there's a um, there's a helmet. Child, there's a helmet. They wear a helmet. There's a there's a helmet. You don't know. Yeah, it doesn't, you get to the it's end. Not and it's not like Samus. It's a you know. I I always when I was growing up, I thought Metroid was a man, and I'm like, well, not Metroid. Samus was a man, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, kick ass woman. You know, going going through and yeah, kicking the crap out of aliens. Um, so I'm thinking. This is sort of set in in sort of today's period. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the so maybe the grand, grand kid. The grand kid um, has like this super powered rocket, um, a jetpack, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's sort of always known that the the rocketeer is is like this mysterious being that turns up every now and again. And oh, okay, so it's not that. Because I, again, I, as usual, my pop culture kind of knowledge is, is down. I've, I've seen the movie uh, a couple times, but do people know who the Rocketeer is? Like, I'm thinking, is this a situation where, <laughs> you know, the the dad was ashamed his whole life because he never took to engineering being the son of the Rocketeer um, or to adventuring or to whatever, you know, but it turns out it skipped a generation and the this- his kid instead, you know, is building rockets at age 12 or something. Yeah. You know, because there's sort of this this legacy in the family. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay, so the prophet here, what what is the um what is the evil sort of scheme that they've that they're planning? Uh look I think rich people are just generally evil <laughs> most of the time. Uh, it could be a Trump-esque sort of character where it's oh, kind Jesus of money Christ. for money's sake. And not that Trump- I mean, Trump has somehow managed to build, you know, build on his personality, as it were, in certain ways with his whole fucking TV show and stuff, despite the fact that he's- uh, but yeah, I think maybe someone uh, obviously a bit more charismatic than that. But it's just they will do anything for love, but I want to. They will do anything for money, for more money, and they just want to succeed and be successful, and they don't care who they stand on. And okay. so to get to this point, they have been stepping on a lot of people. And continue okay, to do so, so. Slight wrinkle. They the profiteer has managed to rope the rocketeer's parents into like Ooh, a like an MLM kind of thing as well. Like a bit of yep. multi level marketing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. They're like in the cult. They're kind of yeah. brainwashed. It's, it's, it's kinda of like kinda of like Amway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a bit of a slash Scientology kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, li- I like that as a, um, you know, it, it gives, it gives the reason for, for the, um, for the character to actually care about defeating this. This, this person in particular. Yeah, for this sure. This person in particular. Um, I'm trying to think if they're, if they're sort of like brainwashing people and turning them into, into like more. Um, you know, salespeople sort of thing. That they well, can, I, I don't they know that it even necessarily. And and this could be an interesting comment on the world today. Anyway, I don't think there necessarily has to be any sort of physical, like brain chemistry reason, like way that they're brainwashing them. I think it's literally just people are gullible, and this mm-hmm. guy, is, you know, as as the success of any current multi level marketing stuff, you know, has shown, it's it's it can be relatively easy to fleece people out of their money and if you don't give a shit about them. And so that's what this person's doing. And yeah, your parents have been roped into it. Then they're like all on board. Mm. Um, and so you like, your job is kind of figuring out how to um, expose, right? How to expose the profiteer. Uh, yeah. Okay. So gameplay. I mean, lots of flying around. So, I'm thinking, all right, all right. Now, open, there was this great game called Superman 64. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about flying through hoops. No. Um, hell no. I'm thinking open world. Okay. Like, set on- Yeah, I'm thinking island sort of thing. 
kind of kind of maybe the size of like Grand Theft Auto Five. All right, so fictional fictional island city, fictional island. Um, I'm, I'm thinking based off of like it, um, rather than you know the way the way that they sort of talk about it in um, Grand Theft Auto, where everything just happens to be on an island. I think this is like an island of off the coast of like some some mainland or or maybe it's even like a, a it's Vancouver island, of, island. Of <laughs> Vancouver Island um maybe it's a, I mean, a forgotten island of Hawaii big, or something the, like that the capital of BC is on a big island off the called Vancouver Island so it could be that it's a city there's there's beaches there's lots of okay. stuff it probably fits your uh, idea there reasonably well probably does so, probably does um, the reason why I like that is, you know, just being able to sort of jetpack off and, and sort of do, do missions as you go, but you also got the, got the overarching mission, mission that you need to sort of. Yeah, I, well. I do like that. I think, um, having a lot of landscape, uh, to fly over a lot of varied landscape. Uh, and again, that's, yep. that's actually a really good reason to go for Vancouver Island. Um, cause that's a huge island, but. With, you know, mountains and rivers and lakes and cities and castles and apparently, based on Wikipedia that I just looked at, um, <laughs> I only went there once, even though I lived over there in that area for six years. But, uh, yeah, I think having, you know, you want to be able to just zoom your fucking rocket through forests and shit and do cool tricks or dodging trees and, and whatever. Through hoops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, but then also <laughs> have a big enough city that you kind of- Zooming around skyscrapers and stuff too, and catching people who are falling or something, or all that sort of shit. Uh, um, and then do you just have a gun? I, I, w- I would well. really like at some stage for for like the trope of remember um, in in the movie uh, Superman, where Lois, Lois Lane falls off the building and then Superman goes up and catches her. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people actually said, "Well, no. If Superman actually was going, was flying up, and Lois was coming down, it'd be worse like, than her hitting the ground. <laughs> it'd be worse than her hitting the ground because Superman's just come in and like just totally broken all her bones, including <laughs> her back, as he as he caught her. So I'm yeah. thinking that's what actually happens. Like if you if you fly, <laughs> the first fly time up, you go to save someone, <laughs> the first time you go to save someone, if you 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 learn you learn the hardest way." <laughs> That you cannot go, um, you know, against the fall of gravity to, p- to catch them. You've got to go down with them so that you- Yeah. You're sort of like- And then an, slowing an them down. Yeah. You're like- Exactly. Yeah. You're-, you're You know what I want to actually them down be? gradually. Mm-hmm. You see a vignette of of this character in in um, high school with their science teacher talking about, if you don't have soft hands catching this egg, you're going to get egg all over your hands. And so you go doing it and you just grab it out of the air and it's like and it's you got explodes. egg all over your hands. And you see someone else and they just sort of slowly uh, just sort of take it in. Yeah. And it's like that's how you catch catch someone. And then so it cuts to the future. It's cut well, it cuts to the present and like someone's falling and if you zoom up to catch them, then right before that uh, you 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 catch them, it cuts back to that scene and you just see the egg get crushed again. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, nope, didn't you learn anything? Do it again. <laughs> oh, God. That's crazy. Three, two, one, click. Boar. Cadet. Now, I got boar as in the animal. So, I'm thinking we go- Do we go anthropomorphic? And have this some sort of boot camp- Cadet in the- In, like, some sort of armed forces. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> l- hoofed forces, as it may be. Uh <laughs> I know that's not the type or of arm forces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like Tusk Force. That's cool. <laughs> that's a really cool join, name. Join the special Tusk Force. Tusk Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is okay, yep. this is you're joining Tusk Force. Uh yep. this is like special unit of boars. Is this a world No 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 any any oh animal it's has any a tusk. animal with tusks so it's fucking elephants, boars, yep. walruses, walruses <laughs> saber toothed <laughs> tigers, yep, because <laughs> they're not extinct in this world. Just so we've got another. Well, that's yeah. It's probably a team of four. So, yep. <laughs> so you've got a, a walrus, a boar, an elephant, and a saber toothed tiger. Tusk force. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, need we say more? And for some reason, the elephant is like the stealth. 
<laughs> the stealth expert. <laughs> Master of disguise. <laughs> Disguises himself as a balloon, a fucking blimp, or a <laughs> statue of an elephant. Those are the two things. It's only those. Like, I kind of, I just love the idea that um, I, I'm sort of getting getting this idea that this Tusk Force thing is is sort of set in like this alternate 1960s vibe, and it's basically um, uh, what's it called? Um, Commandos. No, I'm thinking- No one lives um, forever. It was a Sierra game. No one uh, lives forever. Yeah, okay. Um, Nolf. So, it's, it's got that, it's got that comedic thing. I mean, it so, has to, if you, yeah. So, so you, you, you sneak into a room and, and you, it's like, your task is to find the elephant as quickly as possible and you go in and you can't see it anywhere. And then as you go out, it's like, look, it was hiding behind the, the lampshade that entire time. You just see like <laughs> so the wallpaper shift and move. Behind and and turn around and you see that the elephant's butt was just painted the same as the wallpaper. Yeah, something like that. So, um, are you thinking it's a, it's first person shooter like that, or just the tone of uh, that? the tone is definitely is definitely no one lives forever. Yeah, um, probably closer to the first one than the second one. Yeah, because um, the first one had so many fucking levels, like it was massive. Yeah, um, but also so funny all the way through. Um, perfect spy. Spy sort of thing. Um, I like the idea of this Tusk Force being being sort of having to go out and and solve different mysteries as as you know, not gunplay as such, but you know, lots of no. Lots well, of again, so that's kind of why I went towards Commandos, stealthy. almost. Where, well, I guess you could go different ways because, like, Commando style is would be about synchronizing the different um, skills of these four Tusk Force members um, mm-hmm. to to get through missions, right? Take out bad guys, sneak into places, blow things up, whatever. Uh, or you could go sort of third person style, a bit more action based, and you can like choose to be one of the characters, um, or switch between them maybe for different skills at different times, or go multiplayer sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should figure out the skills and a bit more about the characters that they, that they each bring. So um, let's go. Let's go. Two female, two male. Um, yep. elephant is stealth, obviously. Uh, yes. let's make that a guy, and his name is Sam Trunkley. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Trunkley, I like it. Uh, and then you've got the boar, and she. What's her skill? Is she like firepower? Um, well, or like I think explosives because, or something. Because, um, because quite often boars are seen as like super, super like dangerous animals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can, they can very, very easily like gore. Yeah. Gore. Gore and people and all this sort of stuff. Uh, the idea of, of them being like the tech um, or something. Not, not necessarily the tech, but like the, the, the muscle as it were. Okay. She's the muscle. So. Just like strength, or is this like fighting, or yeah, strength and fighting, and and basically, if you need if you need someone to go fuck shit up, she's your she's your ball. All right, so in her name, Petra. Petra. Um, yeah, okay. It's just Petra, like Madonna. Yep, like it. All right, and then um, the walrus will make a man as well. And mm-hmm. what's his kind of specialty? Maybe is he the tech guy? I think he's either the tech guy or he's he's like the commander. Like I see a walrus as like the um. Well, I feel like there's got to like be a, a wise sort of. Well, yeah, no, I feel like they all got to be on equal stead within the team. Yep. So I, I'm thinking Kevin for the for the walrus's name. Okay, I, I'm picturing like this walrus in this white white lab coat sort of thing coming up with tech now. Okay, okay, so like chemistry sort of stuff and also like electronics. So sort of stuff, yeah. obviously, in the, you know, the, the 60s, relatively primitive, well, not primitive, but, like, just the technology of the time. Um, mm-hmm. All right. And then that leaves a saber-toothed tiger. And she, yep. uh, what's her speed? What's her, no, well, I mean, she probably should be fast, but what's her kind of, I mean, charisma? Is she sort of talking yeah, way I, through I, things? I, I, yeah, I, I'm sort of seeing suave, you know, mm. got that got that sort of can talk her, talk herself out of any situation. Yeah, um, yeah. Denise, either that or Kimberly. 
Kimberly the Sabretooth Tiger. Fine. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I like the ideas. Um, and so, yeah, you you get these missions. You sort of- So, did we, we didn't really decide on the, the gameplay there. Um, okay. I, I think it has to be third person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you play- I do like Maybe it's a bit of- more- Not quite XCOM, but like- that sort of thing where you're you're giving them commands as such. Yeah. So not 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 full on commandos either, which is well, I mean I guess that's sort of the same thing. Commandos was real time and XCOM's turn based. I don't yep. know which way we want to go there. I think I'd rather stick with the real time. Um yeah, I like real time but I I kinda like a a camera a little bit closer down to the ground. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, think of it as as though you're you're controlling a drone. So you can get in close down into the action. Yeah, well, and because maybe you're maybe technically you are playing their commander, which going off what I've seen, the only thing left for animals with tasks definitely has to be a narwhal. (laughs) 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 The great tusk tusked narwhal. Uh, So, so you're saying, so you're saying the tusked tusked narwhal is is like the the arch enemy of them. No, no, no. I think that's who's commanding them. Oh, that's who's commanding them. Yeah, that's, they're like, that's like the general or something. Okay. Or like the lead okay. of Tusk Squad. Tusk Force. Cool. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, then I guess you're just sort of giving him commands from that view. So, narwhals have to be in water, don't they? Uh, I mean, they, they're mammals. Because I'm, I'm just getting this- I mean, yes, this- but- this great idea that um, they all they all go into into the commander's office and there's just like this huge tank. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and the and the desk is actually in the water. <laughs> he swims around and keeps bumping his giant tusk on the outside on the of the glass. He keeps cracking. He cracks every time they do it, and everyone's just like, "Is it gonna break?" It's just really clumsy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just like this idea of like this aquatic commander who's who's basically got. Um, this huge tank of water as their office. Yeah. And so yeah. everyone else can't actually go in there and they all sort of just-, they just Well, there must be some sort of way for them to Oh, I'm I'm thinking that you like, there's a big glass like this, window. This big glass window. Um and it's an o- it's an open top tank, so the Oh, okay. The um the boss can sort of come up and talk over the top. Um but then, you know, spending a lot of time, you know, at his desk, which is um you know, down, room. yeah, down actually within the tank. Yeah, um, there's a bit of a viewing area that everyone um, else can sort of uh, <laughs> talk talk to the. It basically, looks like SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so as as they're going through these different things, yep. you need some antagonists. So who who are the tusks going up against? So are we going to go for a different group of animals in that way? Um, I think so. So the bad guys. Uh, I mean, there's, there's got to be a reason why the Tusk Force gets called out. You know, they're the- they're the I mean, it could be, like, poachers often kill things for their tusks. There's mm-hmm. been a long history of, you know, taking tusks from different creatures to use in alternative medicines and different things like that. You could be- is it there, like, something around that? Or- Yeah, definitely could be. Dentists? Yeah, it- <laughs> I was going there. Actually, it makes was, sense, was, doesn't it? I, I'm glad you, you brought up because- <laughs> I mean, I was, I was trying like, to hold off. It was only last episode. <laughs> I don't actually want to bring it back in like every episode, but I mean, the Tusk Squad, like it kind of should be dentists. I know. It's, it's kind of It's like the arch enemy is found out to be like a dentist um, who's like collecting- Yeah, um, collecting tusks from other- Yep. From all their species, their, their families. So, I think, I think your main character that you're sort of- that you're sort of playing is Petra, uh, the boar. Um, as in, she's the new one to the squad. Um, she's actually replacing um, a previous- uh, Oh, okay. A previous- Another um, boar. Either another boar or another tus- tusked animal. There's not many um, other ones left that I could find, unless we go for a mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> Already got an elephant. Close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so another another boar. Maybe maybe there was like a a, um, a treaty that was, that was signed by- by all these tusked animals saying that, you know, there has to be one of each yeah. at all times. On Tusk, to, um, on tusk Force, to, yeah. On Tusk Force to, to keep the balance. Yeah. Um, and the, the, all four work, uh, all four main ones work work together really well. Um, and occasionally you need the, um, you need the water. Yeah. So- sometimes the chief has to go out in the field. Yeah. Um, 
the problem is you don't have air. That's the it's, you've got land. Oh, I see. Land, land, <laughs> land. I mean, if sea. the narwhal's good, <laughs> they can like jump out of the water and spear things. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, or so- they're fucking like. Airplanes. Like, humans don't have air either. We have airplanes. So, the the arch enemy, this dentist, has has literally, out of the previous, previous um, like, boar that was on the team- Yep. Ripped the tusks out. Yep. And left her for dead. Yep. Um, Luckily, they but- did save her and have given her some prosthetics, some yep. false tusks, but- So, she she's like your your mentor. Mm, basically, yeah. taking you through the, through the training at the start. Yep. And you you see her there with these like awesome shiny metal tusks. <laughs> totally, yes. Um, oh fuck! I want someone to draw that for me. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm just I'm picturing like the reflections coming off it, you know. Yeah. And um, Petra's like so engaged with them. You know, oh, she okay. just can't keep her eyes off them. She just loves the look of them and, and says, "When can I get my metal tusks?" And yeah, yeah. And it's this real mixed thing because they are fucking awesome, but they there. It's only because. You know, she lost them in battle, and yep. it's like someone saying, "Where can I get that awesome prosthetic leg?" That's you know, got a f- yep. fucking race. So, in other words, she she gets really, um, really distraught. Um, this mentor, yeah. I think as you go through, I like the idea of this being like, as I was saying before, the camera that you control is is basically like a drone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can sort of fly it in and sort of see, okay, just over the wall here. Okay, they can jump over here. There's no one actually there. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of being able to do the recon with that. But, like, certain areas you can't go because it'll get shot down or, or whatever. So you do or have some surprises. you got jamming and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so you have so- surprises as you go, but you can kind of scope out your initial kind of area. I think similar to Ghost Recon Wildlands, how you couldn't get too far away from the drone. So okay. it can only go yeah, yeah. X number of um, meters past past your your last person. So yeah. it has to be within say thirty five meters of your of your um, of one of your operative, operatives. Well, yeah. Well, maybe or maybe it's literally the walrus um, who's the tech guy. Okay. Yep. So in other words, you've got to you've got to be able to clear or see enough that. You know the um, that Petra can go and s- totally smash the the shit out of all these guards. Yeah, so that's it. You got to protect your tech guy. Um, what did we call him? Kevin. Kevin, of course. Uh, you got to protect Kevin and get him close enough time so that you can get the drone to you know f- um, further away places. Um, but yeah, he doesn't have much in the way of combat skills. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, you know you you sneak uh, trunks trunksy Sam. You sneak Sam yep. trunksy trunkly trunkly. Uh, in to, you know, take, take some guards out silently. Is it all dentists again? Or like- Uh, no. Or th- no, I think, I think, um- Dent- Dental hygienists? It just hygienists. so happens that the, um, <laughs> I, I think it just so happens to be that, like, this okay. rich- This rich, um, overlord also practices a dentist. But he's got- hun- Right, okay. So, he's got henchmen, but they're not necessarily yeah. dentists. Um, I'm seeing some factory sort of settings. I'm seeing some- Jungle- He's like got jungle. a he's got yeah. a he's got a secret hideout on an island somewhere. I'm, I'm sort of seeing this almost somewhat Metal Gear as well. Like if you if you know what I'm sort of talking about, that you got Metal little, Gear, little bosses that you're going up up against as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, sub sub henchmen, like yeah, uh, yeah, like lieutenants um, who are kind of uh, have their have <laughs> character. Are they I'm animals picturing- too? Is this all animals? Is oh, the yeah, dentist it's all, an animal? It's all anthropomorphic. It's all anthropomorphic. Is, or is um, the dentist a human? No. Humans all died out. Uh, the, the dentist is a monkey. A monkey or an ape? Either. Okay. I can't, I can't like monkey because I kind of like the idea of them hanging the from, tail, like, yeah. from the prehensile tail. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. Okay. This is a really cool game. I like, uh, I like the world we've kind of built here. That's cool. Yeah. We should come back to it. And it's not just narrative. Like, there's actually some reason for it. Yeah. So, special Tusk Force. Yeah, I like it. All right. I think we'll finish it up there. Uh, So, thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. Uh, We should have mentioned it up front, but we are now part of the 8-Bit Collective. So, if you want to find out a bit more about this wonderful network of podcasts, you can head to 8bit.net. Uh, or follow We Are 8-Bit on Twitter. Uh, or just search for hashtag 8-Bit Collective. That's it. If, have a look at some of the other fantastic podcasts out there, like uh, House of Mario or The Hungry Gamers or Your Game Bro. Or there's a lot of them. Go check them out. Uh, They're all awesome. Also, go check out the and Patreon. Uh, at, definitely uh, go check out the Patreon. Patreon.com um, slash 
It's going Eight really, bit, really well. We may eventually join it. We don't know yet. Uh, um, just six podcasts on there at the moment, but um, they've just hit their first goal, so they're now going to be putting out two 8-bit casts um, podcasts on that. A month, yes. Every month. Uh, we will probably be on that podcast at some stage. I think we definitely will. And uh, uh, the first episode was to- quite- uh, Quite fun to listen to Valentine's Day episode. Hear a little bit about the love lives of a few of the uh, 8-bit uh, podcast hosts. Uh, very good listen. Uh, and now if you yeah, want to I'm, find I'm- us online, uh, the best place to go for that is podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Uh, you can find links to all of our stuff on there, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube, and you know a few other things. Uh, Trevor. Yeah. I think you should also check out the AGPN Um some of our some of our favourite podcasts from Australia and Australasia really um, have all come from there. We met the Eight Bit Guys from there. We met Reset from there. So check out the AGPN, uh, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or AGP Network or hashtag AGPN on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank us from Kuradust for the song. Matt Defines, off of the album Containment Failure. That is it. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Task Force!